Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Hello, listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online therapy, which is something I have personally benefited from and believe in. Online therapy is a tool I have used to talk things through with the therapists that are difficult before I handle talking them out with whoever is intimidating me at the moment. Turns out I am easily intimidated, but online therapy has helped me work through it. BetterHelp can help you too, because I know for me, keeping things bottled up has had a negative effect on my life and just weighed me down. When I prioritize letting it out and letting go, I feel freer, lighter, just basically better. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clink today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. We are live. <laughs> or, or, you know, same as always. <laughs> same as always, but dressed up, you guys. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, we are trying to get it together over here because we are the housewives, but we're not telling you which housewives we are. But that's what we dressed up as. Housewives. And, we did. and right. you will see it on Patreon 
Uh, we're going to put the video up there and we might give you some sneak and peeks. And Apple on. subscription, right? They can't see it, unfortunately. Oh, no. Because they don't do video on Apple. So I'm so sorry, but we're going to give some sneak peeks on YouTube as well. So please go follow us there. It's HWTC on YouTube and you guys will see who we are dressed up as. And you're going to love it because we do not look like ourselves at all. No, I I have to say I'm not a good one. <laughs> My you are was a like, good one. Oh, look, just I will say I'm not I'm I'm not cutting my hair, dyeing my hair, or getting bangs. That'll give it away a little bit. A little bit. I like mm-hmm. sandwiches, and I got married this year. You did How about that. Um, you're not my favorite person. I just watched. Oh, I'm a part total. Three. Yeah. I'm a total bitch. And I used to love you, but I think I'm a total you bitch. lost me this year. But I own it. You okay? do own it. Yeah, yeah. I own it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hope your prison sentence went well, sweetheart. I got, actually, it fucking rocked. I got in amazing shape with all that yoga that I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rocked the bod. Also, I wrote a book. It was a New York Times bestseller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aren't they all? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think you get like all your friends to buy them at like at one day and then you can say like that day you're a New York Times bestseller. I'm just like, who even buys books? Like who's going, you know? I just got invited to a book club, by the way. And I was like, I don't have time for that shit. She was like, I'll get you the cliff notes. I was like, I hope they're audio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I did just read the Kelly Ripa book. And by read, I mean listened listened right and it was good. i started it yeah it was good it was good hey so listen in the spirit of halloween i went to the dallas arboretum which they have this big pumpkin festival okay and, and if you live in an area with squirrels you will know that they jump from tree to tree they're like little monkeys and they never fall right i never see a squirrel fall Mm-hmm. Well, we were walking and I mean, not even three inches from our face, a freaking squirrel fell out of the tree, almost hit my mother-in-law, landed on its back. I thought it was freaking dead, stunned it for a couple minutes, and then it got up and ran away. Trotted away. Yes. My daughter was like in, she, I mean. She can't take any more trauma. No, she can't. After sugar plum, no. And then. Man, let me tell you, um, they don't die. I mean, the they must have backs of steel. Resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Well, my husband's got me all freaked out. You know, he's Why? in the marine industry. He was at a meeting at like a port. Okay. And they are predicting a huge tequila shortage next year. Oh, so he said, you better start stocking up. I don't think said. that stuff he goes said, bad. You better. He's like, you think it's bad now because it is. That's what you said. You couldn't get the stuff that you wanted. Sometimes I have to go to all different stores. Okay. So he told me now you like you buy a bottle, you store a bottle. Oh, Every my time. goodness. He's like, good to know something with the agave or something. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if it's not so one kind of shortage, people. it's another. Unless you live in my neighborhood, because I'm going to need be needing all that tequila for myself. But anywhere other than Orange County, you people need to stock up. 
Well, I'm going to tell you, I heard today that California is predicted to have a 7.0 earthquake, 98% sure today. Today? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think it's fake news. This damn thing is going to fall off my head for sure. It's barely <laughs> hanging on right now. I think it's fake news, but supposedly it's not. I'm like, wouldn't wouldn't everybody be running like 7.0, dude? That's oh my bad. God. You know what I think is, you know, they have you send your kids those earthquake kits. Well, maybe they yeah. do this in other states, but you got to buy like a mylar blanket and a deck of cards and a pack of, gu- I don't know, a bunch of shit, right? Well, I fell for that crap like the first three years. And then I was like, I'm just going to teach my kids to bomb off of somebody else, right? I do a lot. Yeah. I'm the freaking room mom. So um, it would just piss me off if there was an earthquake or something because I didn't send my kids with those damn bags of supplies. Yeah, I think it's fine. Come on. They have extra for sure. Okay. Well, should we get started into our Halloween episode? Oh, let's do it. All right. Since it is Halloween and we are all dressed up, Gretchy, I thought I, I have should a do... thing to say about that, though. What? Well, you know, every time you'll be watching the Real Housewives shows, they're always in the makeup chair for like freaking hours. So I was like, how am I going to do, you know, the housewife pile on just a ton? Took me about five minutes. I know me too, by the way. I think they're getting ripped (laughs) off. Okay. So listen to this. I I, think their makeup looks really good. I think it looks really good too. And I watched a tutorial on, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I watched a tutorial of this lady's makeup artist do himself as her. And so I was like, okay, I got this, right? It took like five minutes. I mean, I put a shit ton of bronzer on and contoured a little bit. And here I am. Here we are. Perfect. Okay. So in the spirit of Halloween, Mm -hmm. I'm doing a Halloween case. This episode also happens to have happened in wine country and you know me, I like a great cab on Halloween night or any night for that matter. Any night. Yeah. Any night. This case comes straight out of Napa Valley, California, and it was also brought to our attention by listener and Patreon subscriber Tamara Morris. So our second Napa crime. I know. Second Napa murder, actually. Oh, my God. Maybe I should repost that picture of you asleep. Your In Napa? Picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe you should. <laughs> you heard it here. She I... said, okay. Oh, it's really awful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but clink, clink, Tamara, for giving this case to us. And it just happened to also be on Halloween. So it just worked out. Napa Valley, California is absolutely stunning. If you guys have not been to Napa, now is the time The only problem with Napa is that it is about an hour, maybe a little bit more, depending on traffic, away from San Francisco or Sacramento. And those are the only two airports you really can fly into easily. Isn't that right, Gretchy? Yeah. I mean, the other problem with Napa is, I mean, you really need like a car, like a driver all day. Right. Because everything, it's not like you can just hop from one winery to the next there's no like trolley it's like you got to make reservations you got to have a plan like it's kind of a lot of work 
It is, but it's now way less work with Uber. Just to let you know. Oh. Because you can Uber from winery to winery. So that has made it much better. better. Some of the best wines in the world are from Napa. And if you want to go on a couple's trip, I suggest it. And also a girl's trip like Gretchen and I, since she wants to post this picture. It's kind of a, a not a nightlife. So you're not going on a girl's gone wild trip. You're going on more like a be in bed by nine trip. Right. Hence, or four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Like me. Also, it's very expensive to live in Napa. The home prices are in the millions. And mm-hmm. so I think only like rich people retire there. Supposedly, yeah. you get rich, you retire there, and you start a winery. And then you you act like you know what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of people that really do know what they're doing, and they fancy themselves like wine consultants. And those are the people that are mm-hmm. really making the money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I did think if we do get rich, Gretchen, Housewives of True Crime Wine does have a ring to it. Well, you know, I do have a wine connection. Right. Well, good. I have a wine connection, too. Oh, well, your right. sister makes wine. You My have a little bit closer. My sister does make wine. If you don't feel like going to Napa, go to Placerville. It's a adorable mm. town. And the winery Shadow Ranch mm. is gorgeous. And the wine is delicious. Best rosé okay. I ever tasted. I just, I, not to knock Placerville by any means, but I just think if you live in California, maybe that's where you go. But if you do not live in California, it's probably not like the destination to like get a hotel and all that, do you think? Well, no. Maybe you okay. go to Placerville for the day and you stay in Tahoe. It's really close to Tahoe. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. So back in 2004, there were a group of friends that reminded me of us actually back in 2004. There was Adrian and Sogna, Leslie Mazzara, and Lauren Mianza, all in their 20s, looking for some love, having a lot of fun, holding down real jobs. Doesn't that sound like us, like in 2004? Yeah. Yeah. So Adrian was from Napa, or the Napa area, Calistoga to be exact. She had graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in 2001, which, by the way, we were there at the same time. Nice. Um, and this has never been reported, but if my timeline is correct, Adrian and Kristen Smart were freshmen together at Cal Poly. Interesting. Yeah, I know. There was no, there's been no reports of that. I don't think anybody has put those two things together, but you heard it heard it here first. What about Lacey Peterson? Was she there at um, the same time as Kristen Smart? She was she was waiting tables, remember, at the same time. I don't know if she actually still was going to college there or not, but there was a connection there, which is kind of scary because Spooky. San Luis Obispo is like really small. Yeah. So all these murders are happening around, like not in there, you know, just like, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Adrian was a civil engineer major, and that's probably why our cross, our paths did not cross because I was a partying major. Yeah. Too smart for you to be your friend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then there was Lauren. She was also from the Napa Valley area. She was a volleyball coach. At the local college. That sounds more like your type. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then there was Leslie, their newer roommate, who was a transplant from South Carolina, who worked as a greeter at one of my favorite wineries, Coppola, which, by the way, has a great cab for $15. And if you didn't know, the winery was or is owned by Francis Ford Coppola, and that's the director of The Godfather, which Gretchen for sure knows. Well, yeah, Avi. You know where shit is going down, that Miraval winery, Brad Pitt oh, and Shalina uh, Jolie. Mm-hmm, I heard. Mm-hmm. They have Google got it, people. In. They are. <laughs> Lauren and Andrea had moved into a super cute house on a quiet street together after meeting through volleyball. These two girls were both athletic, active. Adrian loved doing sports, even into her 20s, playing in intramural sports. She is, in my opinion, the definition of a disco biscuit. Girlfriend has some brains, competitive in sports. She does charity work. And she survived a gnarly car crash in high school that left her with brain damage and big hurdles mentally and physically to come to get over. Her friends say she often struggled as a teen because this car wreck left her face pretty banged up. But she was now in her 20s, a civil engineer for Napa Valley Sanitation District, where she was killing it. She also worked there with her best friend, Lily Prudholm, which was an added bonus, I think, working at a sanitation plant when you have all these wineries around you. Okay, so she went to the fancy school so she could work at the sewer? (laughs) I know. I'm just saying. So she was an assistant engineer here at the sanitation plant, and it, um, I guess, was a water cleaning place. But yes, I know. I I thought the same exact thing. (laughs) So, I mean, if you work with your best friend, that sounds better, right? Oh, no, it's cool. And I watch Dirty Jobs. Somebody's got to fucking do it. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) I don't exactly know what she did, but I'm sure she wasn't like... Sifting out shit the out of the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Lauren and Andrea met third roommate, beautiful new girl in town, Leslie Mazzara, and thought she would be a great fit for the duo to become a trio. So Leslie moved right in. Leslie was originally from Florida, but moved to South Carolina shortly after she was born and went to college in Georgia. So I would say she's the epitome of a Southern belle. Okay. Beautiful smile, light up the room type of girl. She won beauty pageants. She even competed for Miss South Carolina. Um, Her friends say people just wanted to know her. If you met her for the first time, you either wanted to date her or you at least wanted to be friends with her. She made everyone feel welcome and you can see why these two would want to be her housemate. So that's how you got the three girls living in one house together. And again, Gretchie just totally reminds me of like us back in the day. Well, yeah, except for, I mean, turns out you don't need to go to college because you can be a fancy civil engineer and still require two roommates. That's (laughs) that's Are you not down for that? No. Roomies are not my favorite. You you know what? You're right. Because you had some bad ones, but and I had, I some, had bad some ones. I had some good too. ones, but I've had some bad ones. Yeah. 
I think everybody does. But these three, they they got along just fine. It was Halloween night, 2004, when the three decided to pass out candy to all the little kids in the neighborhood. You know how cute those little kids are, and these girls are, you know, free. They don't have to go take their little kids out for candy trick-or-treating. So they decided they're going to, you know, pass out the candy, get a kick out of it, see all these little cuties come by. After passing out candy, Adrienne headed to her boyfriend's house for a bit. His name was Christian Lee. She didn't stay long at Christian's and was home by 10, 1030 that night. Christian and Adrian had been dating for a while, but it didn't seem super serious. And actually, the two often fought because Adrian wanted more of a commitment and Christian didn't. However, I was say, she's not even spending the night on a holiday. Well, it That's was Sunday nights, so they had to work in the morning. Still. <laughs> Still. Bring your clothes kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, you know, Adrian, although he didn't want such a commitment, he did get a little like angry when she wanted to go see other people. So, you know, guys, you know, they want their cake and eat it too, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. Go talk to Dr. Laura about that. Yeah. All three girls called in a early night and went to bed about 1130. Adrian and Leslie's rooms were upstairs and Lauren's was downstairs. Sometime after 1 a.m., Lauren heard what she thought was glass break, but was too groggy to come to her senses. From there, she heard what sounded like rustling around upstairs, but thought maybe one of the girls had a late night rendezvous until she heard her roommate's blood curdling scream. This is when she knew something really wasn't right. She told America's Most Wanted that she stood up, kind of froze for a second, heard what sounded like a man's footsteps running down the stairs. So she ran out the back door, which... She then says felt like the wrong move because it now trapped her in a fenced backyard. From there, she just stood in fear until she heard the intruder leave out the downstairs window, the same window that he came in from. Lauren was freaked, as you can imagine, and finally went upstairs to tend to her friends, call for help and find out what the hell just happened. This is when she finds Leslie first, lying face down in a pool of blood and absolutely not alive. Then she hears Adrian calling for help and Adrian is clinging to life. She has been stabbed multiple times and looks to have pretty hefty self-defense wounds. Lauren then runs to the phone to call 911, but the phone line has been cut and it's dead. So she runs back to her room, slipping on some blood grabs her cell phone, and gets in her car. She calls 911 from there. This is only emergency. What are you reporting? Oh, oh my God. He's got attacked. Does someone need an ambulance? Yes. Oh, my God. I just died. I don't know what is going on. I'm everywhere. I am not sure why she didn't just stay there, but she may have feared that this guy was still around or waiting. This has been discussed a lot. Some people say she should have, like, tended to her friends more or maybe not gone in her gotten in her car but Adrian's mom is very sympathetic to Lauren as Anne has commented um, of her bravery so you just don't know what you're going to do in that situation I'd like to think I wouldn't leave you for dead I would hope you wouldn't leave me for dead also um 
I don't think there was anything that they could have that she could have done, even if she was to sit by Adrian. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing more I can say about that. Please don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when police arrive, they were unable to save Adrian and she too passed from her injuries. It looked as though this guy broke in, went straight upstairs, quickly killed Leslie, and then went for Adrian. Or maybe Adrian heard the commotion, got up to stop the attack, and was attacked herself. Her killing was much more brutal than Leslie's with lots of self-defense wounds, like I said. So Leslie's seemed to be the first kill, but then Adrian had to struggle with the guy. Mm-hmm. You can imagine the town was on alert. I mean, how on earth could this have happened to these girls? Who would want them dead? At the crime scene, they found zip ties outside the window, a little bit of blood on the blinds or curtains from the window where he escaped from. And they also found three cigarette butts outside the house smoked all the way down to the filter. Seems like someone had been a little anxious, in my opinion, before heading into the house. Police didn't know at first if these cigarette butts could be associated with the murder, but they were hopeful. They also did not release the cigarette information to the public. Detectives thought for sure the murderer was after Leslie as she was the first one killed. Leslie also being the more outgoing one, new in town, had a more social job with lots of admirers. You know, it could have been anyone from the winery, one of her few guys that she was seeing in Napa at the time, or it could be her old boyfriend she left behind in Georgia. She actually moved to Napa right after breaking up with him. And he was so infatuated with her, Gretchen. He built a website dedicated to her and how much he missed her. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And by the way, this guy in his pictures is super cute. So I'm like, or at least he was in 2004. I'm like, pretty sure you could have got another girlfriend, dude. Tabitha, have you learned we cannot be giving attractive people passes anymore? Too many attractive people are getting away with shit. I know. It's true. You tried it. You, well, yes, I know. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I get out of tickets all the time. <laughs> oh, but Lori, oh my God, I got pulled Kathleen over. I got pulled over. <laughs> I got pulled over. I went to a haunted house with Kyla. It was super scary. I am not into them, by the way, but she wanted to go. And so I took her to the haunted house and I freaking got pulled over on the freeway. And do you not have your license plate up yet? (laughs) It was the reason that damn cop told me I was going to get pulled over for this license plate, this temporary license Mm -hmm. plate on the wrong part of my car. But I did get off. He was very nice. I was like, listen, it's right here. On the freeway, though, I mean, that's extra. I mean, I could see if you kick could bust you rolling through town. But on the freeway, it's like so much work. Plus, I feel like it's dangerous. I know. Me too. But he, it was fast. He was like, oh, no problem. See you later. I didn't even ask for my ID. Yeah. See, attractive people be getting passes. <laughs> <laughs> You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love 
the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. All right. So the attractive guy, he makes this website. Like I said, I thought he could get another girlfriend real quick. And actually, this dude's dad was kind of obsessed with her, too. When looking at Leslie's phone records, they saw that the dad called her two times on Halloween. So police are super quick to think this father and son duo could have something to do with it. but they checked out. They both were across the country, and although infatuated with her, they were not her killer. Side note, I don't know if the dad was actually infatuated with her. He called her a lot to make sure that she would stay with his son. No, that's weird. And that gives me that, like, uh, Susan Powell vibe. Right. that. Totally. That podcast, and you feel like torturing yourself. It's called Cold. The meanest thing Tabitha has ever done to me was force (laughs) me to listen to that. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I was like waiting. Spoiler doesn't get solved. I know. Mm -hmm. So after these two check out, they were on to Adrian's boyfriend, Christian Lee. He seemed a likely suspect. I mean, he was one of, if not the last person to see Adrian alive that night. Christian was adamant that it wasn't him. He gave his DNA sample to prove it. And after the DNA came back from the crime lab, from the blood on the shades, they were able to confirm that Christian was not the guy. The the detectives were not about to give up. They interviewed everyone, starting from the girl's closest friends, to figure out what could have happened. 
Lauren, of course, gave as much info as she could from everyone they had seen in the last months to people Leslie talked to at the winery, even the guys that she had dated. There was another girl, Lily Prudholm, the one I talked to you before, Adrian's best friend that worked at the uh, sanitation plant with her, was also a lot of help. She listed out all the possible suspects or people close to Adrian. Lily was also very, very distraught over her best friend's killing. She felt a bit of guilt because she was actually supposed to be in Hawaii that very night of the murders getting married. And if she had not called off her wedding earlier that year, Adrian would probably be by her side across the ocean and not dead. Oh, don't do that to yourself, Leslie. It's not I know, your fault. Right? Unless you Lily. were the killer, this is going to like spin around to be one of those things <laughs> where the friend did it. It's, it's, her name is Lily. Oh, she Lily, didn't do sorry. It. Yeah. Okay. Well then, Lily, don't beat yourself up. So the police interviewed 1,300 people, Gretchy, which almost sounds like how many people live in Napa. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I know. It's not that big. They took DNA samples of over 200 to test against the killer, killer's DNA and nothing. Damn. So the case went pretty cold. It was featured on America's Most Wanted, and it was also on Dateline. Lauren, the roommate, was featured on both. However, she wanted her face hidden and her name, which you can understand why, because my goodness, like she probably still feeling like she could be sought after, you know? Yeah. And Lily, the best friend, was on Dateline a lot talking about the girls. Actually, on Dateline, they did a little spot on how Lily and her boyfriend, Eric Koppel, who were both friends with Adrian, ended up deciding their love for each other after eight years was destined in marriage. And after that tragedy, which would have been their wedding night, um, they quickly got hitched after the murders. And Adrian's mom spoke at their wedding. And they even played Adrian's favorite song, which is really nice. That is nice. But, you know, like a lot of people got married after September 11th and shit because they felt the same kind of way. Oh, right. It didn't shake out. And um, I've read that. Are they all still married? No. That's why it didn't shake out. Oh, it didn't shake out. Okay. So you're saying you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm saying like the Twin Towers shouldn't have to crumble for you to realize that's the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And if that's what it takes, that's probably a red flag. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So by August of 2005, the case was approaching a year and there were still no leads. So the detectives decided to let the cow out of the bag about these cigarettes found at the scene. DNA came back that the cigarettes matched the blood in the house, so they knew it was the killer's. And some additional DNA evidence came out, such as the killer was European descent male in his 20s with blue or green eyes, which narrows it down pretty good. But I also think that's probably who they were looking at anyways, right? The brand of cigarettes were also unique as they had just been released months earlier and they were called Camel Turkish Gold. Okay. You smoke those? I don't be smoking the cigarettes. <laughs> I know. 
So news reports went out stating new evidence leading to the killer of the Napa murders. He is a white male in his 20s and a smoker. Well, you it wasn't. But five days later, police got the shock of their lives when the killer walked into the police station to surrender. Whoa. And Gretchy, you will not believe who it was. Who was it? It was Eric Koppel, Adrian's best friend's husband. Whoa. I did not see that coming. Well, neither did the police. He was not on their radar, actually, and he was one of the only ones that got away without providing his DNA sample because he just failed to show up to his appointment, but police overlooked it because they weren't looking at him at all. Right. They didn't think that he had a motive to kill, but they were wrong. He did have a motive, and although he has never admitted to this motive, I am pretty sure what I am going to tell you is the reason. Lillian Adrian spoke all the time. I mean, all the time. They were probably like us, Gretchy. They talked at work. Because I they could see together. Sean murdering me, if that's where you're going with this. <laughs> I could totally see it. He gets really annoyed with how much we talk. <laughs> He's not going to murder you, I promise. <laughs> They would talk on the phone a lot, and they had a lot of fun together. Earlier that year, in March of 2004, Lily broke her engagement off with Eric. They stayed together, but she wasn't sure if she wanted to commit her life to him. Eric knew Adrian probably was supporting Lily through this decision. Lily and Adrian were also just about to go on a trip to Australia together to visit, I think, Adrian's mom. And in Lily and Adrian's duo, Eric was kind of left out. Eric being somewhat of a loner, antisocial kind of guy, his life revolved around Lily. She was his only light in a very dark self. So yes, he thought if killing if he killed Adrian, he could have Lily all to himself, which in hindsight kind of did work, right? He got to marry her. Yeah, he did get to marry her. But Sean, if you kill me, she'll just glob on to one of those new Texas booze she's hanging out with. <laughs> oh, God. Tab needs someone to chat with. She'd be chatty, okay? I know, right? I would be replaced. No killing Gretchy. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Leslie was just an innocent bystander, and he may have accidentally killed Leslie first or killed her to make sure there was no witnesses. I don't know why he killed her. But the anger was towards Adrian, and it was obvious when Lily said on Dateline that she had to be buried in a turtleneck and she hated turtlenecks. By the way, when she was on date, when she was on Dateline, he was in that studio the entire time. Oh my god! And this is before they before he came. You know what I would do if I was really if you pissed me right off and I had you murdered, I would have them bury you in some flat shoes. (laughs) Oh my god! I'd be so pissed. (laughs) They better be tennis shoes. I was like. Some oh my god, those ballet Rockies. flats. <laughs> no, no, please. Be like, don't do it to me. I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Don't do it. I think Eric took his rage out on her and Adrian was a fighter. I mean, she fought through that one accident. She was not going to go down easily and she didn't. Although Eric did not give a motive, he said that he and Lily went out drinking that night um, and went to a Halloween party. He got wasted and Lily didn't want to deal with his drunk ass. So she ditched him and went to her parents. This is when he went to the girl's house and he smoked a couple cigarettes thinking and then he says he completely blacked out. He has no recollection of killing the girls but knows that he is the one that did it. And after leaving the house, he went home. He burned all his clothes in a fire pit in his front yard and then he went to sleep and never talked about it again until he heard on the news that they were closing in on him, and that is when he decided to kill himself. So he wrote two suicide notes to his parents saying he was going to end his life and that it wasn't suicide, it was justice, so the courts didn't get to kill him first. His family then convinced him to turn himself in instead of suicide and take a plea deal, which is what he did. Oh, I like his family. They're not those bad kinds that say, like, don't worry, son. We'll oh, the give Gabby you a million Petito guys? dollars and and send you off so you can yeah. run away and I know kill somebody else and not be accountable. I know. Yeah. So Eric took a plea deal for the death penalty to be taken off the table, which it's like, dude, you're in California. It's not, you're not, not going to death penalty anyways. Yeah. And he pled guilty and he got life in prison. At his sentencing. They allowed the family to speak, and Adrian's mom, of course, was devastated. I mean, she went to his freaking wedding, for goodness sakes. She trusted him, and she trusted them, him and Lily, as a couple, and she was heartbroken. But she told him she would never think of him again, and she would just hold Adrian's name in in her honor, and that's the only person that she would think about again. Lily, whom they questioned extensively and deemed that she was just a deer in a headlights, meaning she knew nothing about her husband's guilt, also asked to speak. And here is what she has to say. I'm Lily Koppel, Eric's wife. My heart goes out to both Arlene and Kathy and to the rest of their families and friends. I wish with all my heart these events had been avoided. Eric, there is nothing in this world that you could do to make me love you less. I can say without hesitation that the man who committed this crime is not present in the person or mind of my husband today. We still bear the scars of losing Adrian and Leslie in such a horrifying way. Now we must also endure the pain of watching a much-loved and very admirable man spend the rest of his life behind bars. So, well, this, of course, did not sit well with the girl's family. And honestly, I think it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Also, it makes me think, like, did you not have any suspicions that he was guilty of this back when it happened? I know. And so because of what she said, I think people do feel that way. I don't. Oh, my God. I mean, I would hope not. I don't think so. But you never know. And I'm also not opposed to her feeling love towards her husband, but. I also think she could tell him that in like the many visits for the next like 70 years of his life that she could go to the prison. Yeah. Read the room. I don't think you say that. Nobody wants to show that man any love. 
That's right. Say you're never forgiven for this. Yes. It was definitely a dagger in the hearts of Leslie and Adrian's parents. And then Eric spoke. And this is what Eric has to say. I am a broken man. A man splintered by a penetrating awareness of my own potential for wickedness. Well, I cannot fathom the full extent of the anguish I have caused. I recognize that my sinful deeds have inflicted terrific agony on a great number of people. The words evade me to articulate the depths of my sorrow. Obviously, it looks like he has remorse. I think he does. But Adrian's mom thinks he is more sad for himself than he is about the murders. Right. Which I agree. I'm sure it's true. And that's the case. So rest in peace, Leslie and Adrian. Hopefully they are passing out a lot of candy in heaven tonight. And as for Lauren, she moved to Los Angeles to get closer to more crime. Uh, Kidding, not kidding. (laughs) She said she wanted to move to a bigger city where crime was more apparent and not as scary. I don't know. It seems kind of fucking weird to me. Yeah. Uh, Lily kept her last name for a very long time, but eventually did get divorced from Eric. And from Facebook, I could see that she went back to Prudhomme, but still has couple in parentheses. Weird. I know. I agree. Weird. And that is the uh, Halloween case from Napa. That's a WAP. That's a WAP. Okay. Yeah. WAP or do. Any questions? Well, no. Raise your hand. <laughs> if you can see it. We videoed this, so of course it was a shit show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we definitely need to get better at this video. Uh, yeah, and we will. Thing. We'll put oh, it out, but maybe... Whoever edits it could put some disclaimers that I'm real sorry. It's a shit show. The shit show began last night. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I mean, you guys, you know, we were just trying to make do running our three kids all over God's green earth, trying to at least get some sort of dinner on the table. I swear to you, like it just it is one thing after another. Oh, my God. I got to dress up like a pirate tonight and do the trunk or treat. Oh, right. And my daughter, so my daughter was in a haunted house at her middle school. Yeah. And she tells me the night before that she needs an outfit, like a costume. Hmm. And I'm like, girlfriend, like you can't do that to me. You know, like I have shit to do. And so kind of run to Walmart and try to buy scrubs by the way they do sell scrubs at walmart if you're in the medical field and i'm sure you know this but they're really cute they have like the little like you know they're not so boxy every once in a while i see somebody rolling in the fitted scrubs and i think that's how i would do it if i wasn't totally grossed out by needles and joggers they could wear joggers like i got kyla these black jogger scrubs i'm like well shoot cute so cute. I wonder if Nurse Alish wears those. 
I'm sure she does. Uh, I'm sure she does too. Um, and the haunted house was really fun at my daughter's school, not the um the one I went to. Oh my gosh, in Dallas, you guys, it was freaking scary AF because I was telling Gretchen, like these rooms are psycho. Yeah. Like it feels like it could be real psycho weirdos. And then to think of these rooms, you have to be kind of a psycho weirdo. Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. I feel like we did a case one year where they were, um, I talked, I discussed a uh, Halloween themed um, striptease establishment. I believe it was in Portland. Oh, right. I think it went out of business due to COVID. Who knows if if anyone in the Portland area, I'd love to know if that is back in business. You know, I I will tell you that Portland is one of the strip club capitals of the United States. I was aware of that as well, but I do think that maybe they should be um, checking license plates because I think if you like your scary with your um, lack of clothes wearing ladies, then maybe you're a suspect of some mm-hmm. crime. Mm-hmm. It's true. I went to a charity event uh, where it was for um, human sex trafficking. And let me tell you, the girl that spoke there um, was a victim of human sex trafficking. And she was from Portland. And Ugh. she was she went to high school there. She was a varsity athlete. She said that she never thought in a million years that this would ever happen to her. The guy groomed her for a year, acting like he was going to be her boyfriend. And then he took her to Vegas and started selling her, pumping her full of drugs and selling her. That's and then, bananas. I mean, it was bananas. And and she landed herself in jail multiple times. She tried like she tried to get away. But, you know, then they just beat you up and feed you more drugs and make you feel like they're going to kill you. So it. It was a super sad situation, but she got out of it. And now she's an activist for um, for this charity. Well, that's And awesome. I saw myself a housewife there. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. I saw um, a Dallas a good, housewife. A, a, yeah, one that I think is good. Yes. And they also have, a, she also has a podcast, Stephanie Holman. What's her podcast called? Weekly BS. Yes, it's good. Yeah, it is good. We we, we weekly like, like it. Yeah, we do weekly like it. Um, I have a I have a story since I have a platform that it's like oh. a little PSA. Tell me. Okay, so my neighbor was at the CVS and saw an old man buying gift cards. Mm-hmm. And his credit card, he was trying to buy two thousand dollars worth of gift cards, and his credit card got declined. Okay, so he was leaving. And my neighbor was like, I, "I'm sorry, sir. Can I can I ask you why you were buying so many?" gift cards? And he was like, no, none of your business. And she was like, well, the reason why I'm asking you is because I have an uncle who got an email and got told he should send somebody some gift cards. And it was a big, it was a big scam. So I'm just looking out for you. So he said, well, I, I am buying them for a friend. It was a friend I went to high school with. Oh my God. Yeah. They're like, do you have any kids? Can you blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, I'm sure. Cause how would they have known? Oh my goodness. So she saved him. Hopefully. 
I know because he's like a Did, one of those seemed pretty determined to buy these damn two thousand dollars <laughs> worth of gift cards. Um, when you go to CVS, they own like you have to do multiple transactions. So I I had to get gift cards there because my I, long story short, my all of my gifts didn't come to California with me last year for Christmas for some reason, and so we were last minute buying gift cards at CVS and they only allow you buy, I think, 200 at a time. So you have to do multiple transactions yeah, maybe because of that or something. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I could see my grandfather being like, don't talk to me, lady. I know what I'm doing. Totally. <laughs> you know, go totally. screw off. Yeah. <laughs> Mind your own beeswax. No. Um, right. Well, I'm just saying, everybody watch out for the elderly. Buy you a think lot of I gift should... cards. You think I should dress like this to, um, you think people would know who I am if I go around trick-or-treating like this? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. If you were with me, they would. 100%. But they would just think I'm some, like, I don't know, 80s woman. <laughs> um, But we should have been together. You should be here, damn it. On a weekend. Next time there's a Halloween on a weekend. Anyways, hopefully you guys go trick-or-treating early because it's a school night. And unless you're, I don't know, do you guys have school the next day? No, we don't. Yes, unless you're in Orange County, you probably have school the next day. And so, um, you know, you got to get the trick-or-treating done early. And if you are not into the trick-or-treating days anymore, then congratulations to you. You don't even have to worry about it. Um, and I think that's it. If you guys want more of us, please follow us on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Also YouTube, you will see some of this episode. I promise you HWTC on YouTube. Uh, you probably can just also search for housewives of true crime. TikTok, we're TikToking like we're not stopping. Okay. So follow us there, please. We're on Instagram and we have a Facebook group that is private housewives of true crime you can tell us all your deepest darkest secrets and we're not going to tell anybody or you can just talk crime and if you haven't given us a review thank you guys so much by the way for all of you that gave us a review last monday i saw a big jump and you guys are amazing you guys are very very on our side and i love it so thank you for that and if you haven't given us a review and you want to please go to uh your nearest um spotify or apple or wherever you listen to it and jot something down. I think that's all, Grudge. All right. All right. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.